Let's go. It's signing day. Luke Fickle and this staff put together a tremendous class. Let's talk about it. Let's sound the cannons. Let's go. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Badger fans? Welcome to Locked On Badgers. Thank you for making this your first listen every day, one of your listens every day, whatever it is. Thank you so much for signing in. Obviously, today's a special day. Early signing day. The, the faxes are rolling in. Listen, they don't fax things anymore. It's been a long time. I remember I was talking to a college coach a couple years ago, basketball guy. I'm like, when are the faxes coming in? He's like, bro, these kids don't know what faxes are. But the the letters are, are coming in. The Badgers did a tremendous job. Uh, I, I labeled the show winning signing day because what did I say before this show? I said, how do you win signing day? Well, you hold on to your class. And I, I've said it. If you're on our subtext, if you're in our discord, I, I've said like, hey, I think Lucas is staying. People I talk to say he's staying. But that wasn't a guarantee. That was a battle. Xavier Lucas was a real battle. Getting him to stay was was a huge win. That, that was a huge win. He's a six foot one NFL type athlete at cornerback from one of the most talent rich spots in the country with two perennial blue bloods after him. And you can, you can say how much was uh, Florida state really after Xavier Lucas, but they, they did want him. And Miami was definitely after them. How many, how many previous staffs, how many previous iterations of Badger recruiting classes would a, a big time athletic cornerback from Fort Lauderdale have an official visit to the University of Miami, um, have them throw the kitchen sink at him, and then have him say, no, I'm going to go to Wisconsin anyway. But thank you, the U. Thank you, home of, of uh, Ed Reed and, and Michael Irving and you know the swag. But I'm going to go take my towns to Madison. That's a better fit for me as a cornerback. When has that ever happened, Badger fans? Uh, to have a cornerback say, no, no, uh, no, no, thank you, Coral Gables. I fit better in Madison. It's a huge win. Yeah. I'm just telling you, just from an athletic standpoint and also from um, uh, uh, prestige is the wrong word, from a viability standpoint, like from an athletic standpoint, it's a huge win. But just the idea that you could go toe-to-toe with Miami and Florida State for a cornerback and win, guys, that's a big sign. That's a great sign. All right, let, let's get comments. Let's get comments. This Because this show – this is just like, this is Christmas for Badger fans, right? This is a fun time. And the Badgers, did really they really did a good job on this class. So Pooh 60 says, it's a great day to be a Badger. What's up, Pooh? Uh, Herb Rosenberger says, very athletic class. Yeah, it really is. Um, it's not a perfect class. I'm going to get into some of that. It, it's not a perfect class. There are spots in this class that I think we're lacking. I, I do want to get into that because this is not, you know, this is not, I think we're going to finish around 20th. That's really good for Luke Fickle's first year. Right, that's a really good first year class for Luke Fickle, but you're going to have to finish better than that to to compete at the levels that he wants to compete at. Twentieth, if you perennially finish around twentieth, unless you absolutely hit home runs on the quarterbacks, right? Unless you absolutely hit home runs on the quarterbacks, twentieth isn't going to be good enough. Craig Hendricks says Darian Varner is gone. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, thank you for your contributions, Darian. <laughs> I'm not glad. Like he he was hurt. Eh. It just never got going. I'm sure he's a, a good kid, but that just tells you, it, it just tells you the how badly you need to stack talent on the defensive line, right? You can't just get one. You have to absolutely stack talent. 
You have to get multitudes of bodies. You got to get a couple portal guys. And then every cycle have to get two or three defense linemen in the high school ranks. You have to stack talent at the defense line because some of them just wash out and never do anything. Darian Varner is the perfect example of that. John Berger said need more. I don't know if that's in relation to defense alignment or what, but yeah, let's get more talent. I agree there. Craig Hendricks, Xavier Lucas has signed. Yes, let's go, Craig. I'm telling you, like, there's a reason I opened the show with that one. He's he's maybe not the best player in this class, but he was in many ways the most important. He was a test case potentially for this, this recruiting staff to go head to head with a perennial power. I don't know what you consider Miami, but certainly a school that can recruit really well, especially in their neck of the woods. And he's a, he's a position that we've had a hard time landing. Like, we haven't had a lot of elite cornerback play. Lucas is a home run in this class. And he's, he's maybe the the single most important guy outside of uh, Metor, Metoyer, because quarterbacks, right? Uh, a. Hill says, how did Nebraska recruit us? Huge NIL or can Matt Rule just sell the program? Uh, yes and yes. And did they out-recruit us or did they just have more commits? I would actually have to look. Um, listen, it helps when you land a five-star quarterback, right? And hats off to them. Like, hats off to them. I've, I've seen people already say Raiola is, is going to flame out. He's already been at three schools. That could be, or he could be really good at Nebraska. Like, you could, you could look at it as, yeah, he was at, he's already decommitted from Ohio State, Georgia. He's a bit of a flake. Or you could look at it and say, this is a quarterback Ohio State and Georgia wanted, and Nebraska got him. Like, I, I, I can tell you, as if that had happened to us, if a quarterback had committed to Ohio State and then committed to Georgia and then we flipped him, there's no Badger fan that wouldn't be over the moon with that, right? That's a huge recruiting win for them. Make no mistake. He could be flaky. He could flake out on them. Or he could play like a five-star quarterback and solve their biggest weakness that they've had for 15 years now. I'm just saying. Um, let's see. Mazo says, let's go Badgers. Jordan Stewart says, Xavier. Uh, Mountain Grizzly says it's a process. Trust who you brought in to do it. Caleb says, great class. Now we got to land Willer. Yeah, so Willer's committing pretty soon here. That's part of the reason we went live. I don't actually have it up because I can't multitask to that degree. So in the chat, uh, let me know what the Willer decision is. He's supposed to commit around now, which means it's usually a few minutes delayed. Um, I can't have that up live because I'll be watching that. I have a chat going. I have the show. But let me know what he Decides that is an enormous part of what we're doing here and what this class could potentially be. Bob Getch says two defense line, bad for defense lineman in the portal. Could they know they're being replaced? I think, you know, when, when you look at portal defections, uh, one of the interesting things to me is the Badgers really have never lost anybody. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Have, have they lost anybody that's gone on to do really big things? I feel like the Badgers do a pretty good job of keeping the people they need to keep. And a lot of people that end up leaving aren't leaving for necessarily bigger opportunities or spots. Um, so certainly defense alignment leaving in the portal. That's something that you got to monitor, but I think they're just, they're not fits. And I don't think it's a huge loss. What's up, Justin. Hey, hold on. I Merry happy signing day. Everybody. Very happy signing day. The recruiting psychos like us, this is a Christmas. What's <laughs> You got Willer on? Is he he's committing three ten? I believe. 310. Yeah, okay. three ten. I believe on ESPN Live. So that one should be. Uh, I don't have it on it. yet. Uh, I can't. I can't multitask to that degree. No, no, either can I. I'm like, I'm, there, you guys are gonna hear like sound in the background and stuff like that, and be like, "Why is he staring at the TV?" <laughs> it's either gonna be like excitement or glasses shattering. Yeah. Like God, or it's going to be excitement. Logan so, says, "Let's get Tackett and Willer." 
Um, all right, let's head to the bottom of these comments here. Justin, I, I start off the show talking about Xavier Lucas. To me, it's it's the biggest recruiting win in this cycle. Not necessarily the best player. And we haven't seen Willard yet. I, I, I think it is a – that is the type of victory that you look at and like and you say this changes the narrative of Wisconsin football. You have a player that Miami legitimately wanted mm-hmm. who is in their backyard. And this is a Miami – like people could say whatever they want about what Miami's been over the last decade or two. They were, t- they were eating Ohio State's lunch this cycle, flipping guys out of their class. Defensive linemen, which you don't see happen from Ohio State. And they wanted Xavier Lucas, who was in their backyard, and they couldn't take him away from us. And that is a major kudos to this staff in creating a the type of relationship with this kid that a kid who grew up loving Miami and loving Florida State, we were able to hold on to. This is something that, from a recruiting standpoint, this did not happen in the previous coaching staffs we've had. And that that goes back to Barry. We would not have won this recruitment with any of the previous coaching staffs, and I feel very confident in saying that, that this wouldn't have happened. This would have been a a guy who we would have been excited about the entire cycle, who one of those teams would have came in and just stole from us, and we would have been like, what the heck? It's funny, man. Sometimes you and I are so alike. We're like Legos. We're sticking together. I literally <laughs> said the exact same thing, like the almost word for word. I said in no past iteration were we winning a battle against Miami for a cornerback in their state mm-hmm. that they really wanted. Yep. I mean, I say it's an enormous win just from a visibility it, standpoint. It, it, it shows that we give a that it shows that we're a formidable recruiting power. Maybe yeah. that's the best way to put it. Well, yeah. I mean, I, you got to look at it this way. This was, for whatever you want to say, it's what it's worth. I mean. Ohio State and these some of these other schools, these are not programs that we've been able to stand up to. Like we've we've seen it a little bit with Notre Dame so far. That's something that we've struggled to pull away guys from them. And it's yes, we do better against Notre Dame than probably some of the other schools. But Miami is not a school that if they really truly want somebody and they get on them, this staff, Miami is what number six in the composite this cycle. They were, they, were, they were really well. So they're yeah. they're a top ten class. Like yeah. they they were locked down this cycle. So it's this was a big deal, and mm-hmm. they legit like I said they legitimately wanted Lucas. This was a guy that they earmarked late in the cycle that they're like this guy he's a sleeper, he's got major upside, and even even the the fan base for Miami admits that. Like this was a mm-hmm. guy we got a lot of kudos from them saying. And that's the second time I use that word. I'll stop doing that. But this is the second time that or that they uh, that their fans were like, "Yeah, this is impressive." Like, yeah. I, you know, a re- massive respect. He was a good good pickup by Wisconsin. He's somebody we wanted, and they even said, and I I, I think he has the highest upside of any of our corners coming in. Like, I love Agard. I think Agard has an NFL future. I think I think that Lucas has the highest ceiling. Like to me, if everything hits right with him, he has a chance to be a very good NFL corner. If he puts it together, he's got the most yes. upside. Period. Yeah. All right, we got to take a quick break. We're going to come back, react to the Willer news. Um, I'm going to ask Justin about his sleepers for this class. A couple of people that he loves that are underrated. We're going to continue talking about biggest recruiting wins. Get all your comments. This is a fun time to have a show, man. This is, this is oh, one yeah, of the best times to have a show. All right, we take a quick break for our friends over at FanDuel. FanDuel is America's number one uh, sports book. That's what we use, and that's what we use for a reason. 
FanDuel is the best place to get all your sports betting needs, futures, parlays, spreads, teasers. It's all there on FanDuel. Now, listen, um, don't bet with me sometimes because I just bet with my heart. And the Braves have bankrupted me. The Suns look terrible. I don't know, guys. I'm sorry. But listen, the Niners, I still have money on the Niners winning the Super Bowl. Regardless of what it is, my point is it makes it more fun. Do it responsibly, but have fun. Bet, bet on your favorite teams, on your favorite matches, whatever it is. Do it over at FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and there's a great time to join now. New customers with a winning $5 Moneyline bet get $150 if your team wins. That's $150 if your team wins with a winning $5 Moneyline bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on college that's fanduel.com slash locked on college fanduel is the official sports betting partner of the nfl all right let's justin let's keep talking here wheeler hasn't popped yet as soon as that pops one way or the other i think there's a ton of smoke for the badgers but gee, listen in recruiting we all know this you never know until they sign yeah he's an oddball recruitment too so it's really hard to know what's going to happen i feel pretty good about him because we're really the only school that's had smoke but you never know and there i know a lot of people are not sure what to make of this. All signs point to this being a really good kid. There's just, it's just been a hard for any school to really get a feel for him. So mm-hmm. if Wisconsin is, feels pretty confident about this and we're pretty, we're the only official he took, hopefully we lock this one down. He's a huge gift for us. Yeah. And honestly, they need to start putting some respect on Scruggs's name. If he gets this lock, this one locked down because yeah. this, this class, it's not what we wanted it to be. But these are there's there's no way that we would have gotten a guy like Willer with the previous few class. Like you look back, we have previously gotten some good defensive linemen back in Barry's days, but it's it's been a good 15 years plus since yeah. we started pulling in a guy like this as a defensive lineman. Now we have to do it more often. It's gotta happen a lot more yeah. often. But the two guys that we got are are a nice foundation to start building and saying, all right, we got two guys we think are gonna be pieces to build on. Now we need to do it the next class and, and put some depth into there. So you start having a rotation because well, let, I think. Well, I was just going to say, let, let's get into Willer if we hit on him first. Yeah. As soon as we him, we'll dive into him more. I want to sure. ask you who, who are your, and let's, again, let's put Willer on the shelf for a second because he would be in this list almost certainly for both of us, but who is your biggest he's, recruiting wins? He's not a sleeper. <laughs> he's not a sleeper. Uh, We're going to this recruiting win. So sure, not, not biggest, player, like the toughest. Biggest recruiting, recruiting wins. I would say the, the biggest one for me are Dupree and Jones, flat out. Those two guys are guys who other teams wanted badly. And you you had a great recruiting story that you told me about Jones, which we will yeah. not be talking about on here. But he was wanted these, badly. Yeah, yes, he was wanted badly by another school. Let's just say that. And uh, this staff did an incredible job building relationships. Um, I think Steck is a big pickup because that's a room that badly yeah. needs an infusion of talent. And and somebody with a high floor. And I think that he has that. Um, Mabry, I, I just think that he's so different than anyone that we've previously had in the quarterback room at Wisconsin. Bart Houston would be the closest thing from a raw tools thing, probably. And I would say that Mabry is head and shoulders above him in terms of yeah, overall yeah, skill set. In that category. He had um, a big arm. He's the he's the closest thing from an arm standpoint. He had a big arm, but he couldn't move like Mabry and he was shorter. No. Like he was and he played, it was far less, he was far yeah. less refined. I wouldn't put I don't know if we've gotten a guy like him. I you know who it yeah. is? Maybe it's so there's no perfect comp is the answer, yeah. but maybe it's a tanner that's, that's just, play with with yeah, with, with passing ability. That's the point though, right? Like there is nobody you can point to and be like, oh, he's like that badger quarterback. And that's what yeah. makes him unique and special, is he is different than what we got. Because he he's like Tanner more more or Tanner McAvoy from the legs down, and then maybe Bart Houston yeah. from the legs up. That's, I mean 
Yes. And, and looking at this class in general, see, there's a couple different ways you can look at recruiting wins. They're guys who are they wins from the standpoint of these are guys who are really going to add to this roster or are they wins from we beat somebody for them. If we're talking about for this roster, there, there are a ton of guys in this class that are massive well, gets let's for focus the, on the ladder first because I have a couple more I want to throw on there. Sure. I, I think you're right. Like you can look at wins in two different ways. Like is it a win because you evaluated them really well or is, are we calling it a win because you out-recruited a bunch of schools that we typically don't out-recruit? Yeah, um, I, if we're talking about the latter, to me it's Lucas, which we yep. talked about already. Uh, it's Dupree because you have to fend off Bama. You have to fend off a couple schools. Texas A&M was in on him. Um, those two stick out to me immediately as guys. Mm-hmm. Those are big time wins from a recruiting standpoint, holding off blue bloods. Dylan Jones as well had a Bama offer and, and like seven other blue bloods. And then Emilio mm-hmm. Agard. Emilio Agard is a guy who had 40 plus offers um, and a lot of blue bloods there. So you're, you're stacking really quality recruiting wins. And I would put those four near the top of it. And Justin, it's, that's two cornerbacks in that list. Mm-hmm. Out of those it four, is. that's two cornerbacks. Yep. And there's there's a bunch of other guys that we really like that aren't even these two guys. Like I, I mentioned earlier today, I was talking in the the Discord. I said, you know, Jay Harper is a guy who just is not. Look at your comment. All right. Well, that's all we need to know. Willer is a Badger. Let's talk. Well, let's do this first, and then let's talk about Fire Willer. the recruiting cannons. Another one is headed to Madison on Wisconsin. Fire Dude. the recruiting cannon. Oh, it's looping. I apologize. Oh. <laughs> Justin, let's talk about this one now. Where does where does Willer rank on that list of biggest recruiting wins in this class and in the last like 15 years? He is the biggest recruiting win on the defensive or in the class, I would say, since oh man. God, this is tough. Because he had a, he had offers from everybody. And he's a defensive line of position that we like you've seen my recruiting breakdown of that. Yeah. It's That's a position big. group that we've been bad with. Um, I would say he's probably the biggest recruiting win since, man, I don't even know what to go back to. It's not an offensive lineman or defensive, you know, outside linebacker. This is bigger than that. This is a maybe like Antaj Hawthorne or like, you know, you go back to Wendell Bryant type days. I mean, that's a long time. Like Tyler Westall maybe was a four-star. Yeah, he, he was did. a four-star. He wasn't this as heralded as this. I don't know. Was he as um, this high of a recruiting, like from a physical tools? Kid. He was, but I don't think he was like a mid nineties guy. Willer Shelby a... Harris. Um, everybody remembers the fun, fun times. He Chapman. Had. I don't know. Like either way, like no matter how you slice it. Um, and Probably, seen, actually I have the name. Oh, no, I'm seeing people say he has not committed yet. Listen, uh, ZYT says you guys have lied. He's not committed yet. I'm just watching the chat. Sorry. Like I don't yeah, have it me, on. Me too. Um, so I've got Noda says he's a badger. Um, John says he's a badger, but a couple of people saying he hasn't actually committed yet. So we'll still hold up, but, um, let's take one more quick break. We have to hit one more advertiser here and then we'll come back. And at that point it should be, we should get no yay or nay on Willer before we get too excited. I I'm not taking back that cannon though. I don't know how to take it back. (laughs) And you even did it twice. So it's it's double. Uh, today's episode is also brought to you. And this is a great one for today's episode brought to you by our good friends over at LinkedIn. You're talking talent acquisition. You're talking bringing in the right people. You're talking corporate recruiters. That's link. That's what LinkedIn does. And we're talking recruiting on this show. This is a great time to talk about LinkedIn, the number one job hiring platform in America, in the world, that largest professional network, because 
you want to save time. You want to get the right people in the door. That's what LinkedIn helps you do. It gets the right people in the door to save you time, filter out all the people that have no business being there. All the recruits that have no business coming to Madison, they go to Minnesota. They go to Dinkytown. LinkedIn gets you all the four-star guys into your corporation that you need and that you want. And that's why it is the number one ranked hiring platform, according to small businesses, in delivering quality hiring services, leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs if you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash lockdown college. That's LinkedIn.com slash lockdown college. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Justin, do we got him? Like, what's we the got, word? We there? got him. Just saw it on ESPN feed. He's a badger. Let's go. Let's go. Um, so here's what I'll say. Justin Ostrowski was the, the last one. He was a five-star defensive lineman. Now, for people who don't know the story on him, had injuries, had leg issues, and just never amounted to anything at Wisconsin. But he was a five-star defensive lineman. Um, and I believe he was in-state, too, if I'm not was. mistaken. Was so, so this is a bigger win in that regard, that there's no prior relationship here with Wisconsin. This is the staff going out there and doing work. I, I will say this. Colin Hitchler. Like, they need to pay that guy more. He cannot go anywhere because that guy absolutely crushed this recruiting cycle. People are going to take notice of that. That is an issue where Wisconsin's going to have to, to learn quickly. This is like getting the defensive coordinator who's a lockdown. When you have a recruiter like this, this is a guy who you look at and you're like, we need to find a couple hundred K in the budget to keep this guy around because teams are going to come looking for him. Well, and. To your point there, man, think of the amount of money that teams spend on recruits, um, NIL and all this, and, and official visits. If if you're spending hundreds of thousands on just those guys, it's worth it to invest in the guy who brings those guys in, right? Mm-hmm. Like that that's oh, yeah. a that's a resource multiplier if you find the right guys on the recruiting side and you pay them because they bring in the talent. And the talent alone is worth tons of money. So yeah, 100% correct on that. Yeah, I mean, this this is a huge, huge get, and a guy who kind of caps off and puts the cherry on top of this class. Honestly, any people argue it with the the prior class, what was it 2019 we had the, the massive class that yeah, was the highest ranked ever? This is a better class than that. And yeah. I don't think it's particularly close um, for people who want to look at it. That was very top-heavy with a few guys that, that really dragged up the composite average that were high four-star or five-star offensive linemen. The and top three guys were offensive yeah. tackles. Yeah. I mean, and and this class, it's it doesn't have those top like 96 plus guys, but what it does have is it has a lot of guys that are right around hovering around the 94 star range that mm-hmm. you have more your floor is much higher with this class. Yeah, which which is a bigger deal because there's across the board we are very, very good. And that makes a big difference with what this team needs from a talent infusion, number one. And what it does is having a varied class like that. You're not all it's not all stuck to one position group. Whereas if something doesn't hit, you're absolutely crushed. You have the ability where it's it's spread out a little bit more if you if you if you miss on something and you can yeah. have the opportunity to not necessarily have have to chuck an entire group. I agree with that. And and let's be let's be frank and honest. Like what is Wisconsin's historical problem? It has not been offensive line. Getting an incredible offensive line recruiting class is great. Like no one will ever poo-poo that. Like get more talent on the line, please. But unless you're upgrading the edges, which this class does to some degree, I want to talk about receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but this this class does upgrade the edges, and that's where Wisconsin's been deficient. Uh, uh, let me get, make a couple of these out. Slim Lewis says, hell yeah. Jesse Whittler, that's huge. Um, ZYT says it's official. Zach says it's official. Darren gives you a boom. Um, this is awesome, guys. Oh, he points out, uh, Jordan says, uh, Strusky was from Portage, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin, where do you see Willer playing on the line? I think he probably starts out at defensive end and yeah. might slide in and pass rush packages to the interior 
Uh, he seems like a guy who, if if you put the right weight on him, I could see him at 285. Like he's already 265, 270. Right now, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, 25 pounds of muscle on that frame when you you clean him up from a, a just a build standpoint is, isn't shocking. I don't think they'll get him much bigger than that. I think I don't think you want to get him much bigger than that if you want to maintain quickness. Um, but that's that's probably a good weight. And I think people need to get used to that. Like we're going to see 275 pound five tech ends probably with this group, which is is closer to what they're looking for. Guys who are six four, six five, you know, with with some twitch to them where they can really get downhill on the quarterback. Would that be TJ Bowlers next year? Am I crazy in thinking he could be a bit of that guy next year? No, I don't know. Maybe I, not. Like he's, I, he's I don't know. Guy. I would like to see it, but when we're this far into a guy's time on campus, it's really hard to say this guy's going to turn into somebody. I love this comment from Jay. He said, "Recruiters are the rainmakers." I'm picturing like a, a recruiter doing a rain dance and like recruits falling from the sea, like the sky. Um, Jesse Wilder says, "Raphael done most interesting or intriguing." I love that pick. Who's your most interesting or intriguing prospect in this class? To me, it's Highberger, but I get the Dunn pick. Yeah, I think Highberger's there. I think Dunn is another guy where you look at the versatility and his skill set. He's a he has a his coach called him a unicorn. That's a a very apt comparison. And the reason for that is, is you do not find middle linebacker type guys who can cover like he can. He is a big safety. Yeah. He's a, he's a big safety who doesn't have the speed to probably play traditional safety, but he has the speed to play like a hybrid linebacker safety where you're like, we want to bust you out on a tight end and we're going to keep you out there and have you use your wingspan on that guy and just be a guy who roams. I think that's a really Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I have a hard time right now. My my mind is going in so many directions with this class. I love this class. Yeah. He, he's a dollar. Like he is made, he's recruited to be a dollar yeah, guy. Exactly. And that's he's a he's a perfect now, you never know. Like people have to develop. We have to see, but he's a perfect prototype from an athletical me, athletic measurement guy for that. Yep. He's six four, six five, he's rangy, he can run. He's recruited to be a dollar. He is yep. recruited one hundred percent that spot. Um Darren says games are one of the trenches. We loaded up on the trench rats today. I want to talk to you a little bit because this these shows could go on for hours. And I want to, there's certain things I want to hit on. It's going to be real easy to get carried away with excitement on today, Justin, because that's what we do. We're fans. And it is legitimately a really good class. I love this class. However, it's not a perfect class. Um, there's two spots I think we maybe didn't load up enough on. I'm, I want to get your thoughts. The first one is I don't you got to get a bigger receiver. Like you can't yeah. just get one receiver, and that one receiver can't be five eleven, which is similar to some of your best receivers on the yeah, roster. Yeah, he's right he's effective. He's a slot guy. Let's be he's honest. I, I love I love I like Karen Barry Johnson, but but, but, but he, he is a guy that needs to play in the slot if you're going to maximize his falling stretch position. You, you needed yeah. a bigger physical receiver, in my yeah. opinion. You need that six three six three two fifteen guy who Marion Stewart who can uh yeah. Yeah, he was. Was he that big? He was well, like six one, six two. But he he plays he, outside. He's, yeah, I think he's he, he plays on the outside. I think I personally think they need they need a, they need a a specimen on the outside. Colby Young, who is the the yeah. Miami receiver, that's the type of receiver Wisconsin's got to find a way to get one of those guys. Yeah, and that needs to be. And maybe maybe Tommy McIntosh makes a massive leap this season. Or I don't Quincy know. If, Burroughs, is that yeah. maybe? But I think you still need to get him in that yeah. every every year. You need to get a yeah. guy like that. You need there. a guy with that type of size that has some suddenness, and those guys are really hard to find yeah. unless you find a raw guy who you're taking a, a chance on his athleticism. Yep. Here's here's my other one. I felt like so you look at the the defense lineman in this class, right? Yeah. Dylan Johnson, four star. Um, really like him. We talked about Willer. 
Hank Weber's another guy, 6'4". I think this class is also missing like a 6'6", long wingspan. I, I agree top. with that. I, I think the room got much better, but mm-hmm. that's that's the, that's the your A-plus class right there if you get that guy. Right now, like I told you, we were talking about this. I said it was a C-plus probably before, and I think that it, this is a B-plus now with Willer. If you get that that fourth guy who's a just an albatross out there who can really has that wingspan and quickness, I think that that's your A-plus class. Yeah, um, it, that could have been Nichols. It could have been a few different people. But yeah. you need – that guy's really helpful because he, he helps break up those quick pass games. He gets pressure on the quarterback in different ways. And this this roster doesn't have that. Right? We don't have a guy like that, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Uh, any any other spot on this? Those are mine too. Any other spot where you're at? Or if you're in the chat, let us know if there's a spot in the in the class that you didn't really love. Anything else we missed here in this class? Not really. I mean, you could, there's plenty of positions you could say we'd like to have one more guy. Like the linebacker class, we could say, hey, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind having another inside linebacker come in. But I, I think they did a pretty good job of addressing a bunch of different spots where we need guys. Like I think outside receiver is probably the biggest spot that you can look at and say, we really could have used another guy here. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I mean, they did a great job. The, the staff, we're talking about this as the best class that we've had. And I think that that is, a legitimate, legitimately accurate standpoint day one. Now we need to see if it pans out. I really like the athleticism of the guys that they're bringing in. I think the biggest difference here is when we looked at 2019, we thought a lot of those guys were accurately judged. I think there's, you and I have talked about this. There's five or six guys that I think are underrated on this right now from a ranking standpoint. Oh, give me, give that me need to be, top two, top yeah. two or top three. And if you're well, the we talked about it, Agar, Agar has no business being an 87 oh, uh, for by two, four, seven. It's ridiculous. Yeah. He should be – he's a 92-93 guy. And I, if you need to put him at slot corner to give him that grade, then give him that grade because that's – he's 92 or 93 as a slot corner. I think he's going to be an NFL guy at that position. Mabry should be a 91-92 overall. Like he, he may be composite, be fairly high, but he is a guy who legitimately should have a higher ranking than what he has on 247, and that's no slight to them. I know <laughs> – I love Evan on there, and Evan has flat out said some of these guys he doesn't – love the the rankings that they have and can't understand why they're ranked as low as they are. And to me, I, I just don't get it. I, I look at it and it's, it's obvious to me. And, yeah. and because of that, it's, it's like, I can't take this seriously because some of the people seem to have it right. And they fall in line with what I'm seeing when I watch the film. So it's like, I'm not the only person that's looking at it this way. So what's going on here? Yeah, the Mabry one to me, you and I have talked about. It. I'll just reiterate because he we throws one about- pick in his last game of the year, like, and he's seventy plus percent completion percentage. What listen, do you need to see from the guy? Listen, does it matter in the big picture? Yes and no, right? It, no, in the sense of the talent's the same, but what people need to understand is other recruits look at highly rated recruits. They want to play in highly ranked classes, and by the way, highly ranked classes generate marketing. They generate visibility. Like those things matter in today's college football. This is again the the end of the world. No, but. Mabry Metoyer is a 6'5 dude with an NFL arm who threw one pick in the highest level of Texas high school football, mm-hmm. who, by the way, runs a 4'6 and is 220 pounds. Mm-hmm. Like that. 220 plus. Four, 220 plus. That's a four star quarterback every day of the week slash year. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand him being a three star on any site at all. If, that's, if, that's we're, if we're looking at him at Ohio State or Alabama, he's, he's a guy who's probably a 94. And I don't, I'm not even asking for that. I think he should be probably 91, 92 is fine, but he definitely would be ranked higher than what he is. I, when I watch his film, I like it better than what I saw with Mertz. And that's because the physical tools stand out more to me 
He has a bigger yeah. arm. He's faster. And you like that body because it's a, he's got the kind of body that's going to be able to take some punishment. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a stud. Like, quite frankly, like, I, I'm surprised he's ranked as low as he is. A couple other guys I agree with you on the corners. I think both Agard and um, uh, geez, Xavier, Xavier Lucas. Lucas should be a little higher. I went into it earlier. Harper is is Harper's a guy tough. that in a in normal year we would look at and say we love his athleticism. He's just a little more raw than the other two guys. That's the only difference. He has a very high upside too. Harper could definitely be in the two deep fairly early, and he could be a guy that could be an NFL type guy if everything clicks for him. So Mike mentions maybe he's a four star composite. He's just an eighty seven on two four seven. Yeah, but that's but, it's dragging down his composite is the point yeah. I'm making. Like if he has no business being an eighty seven on two four seven. He's and, also. And I think a three star on, on on three. I think ESPN and Rivals have him as a four. Like to me, the bigger point is that's a consensus four star guy. I, I, in yeah. my opinion, like just based yeah. on the it's, it, his film is obvious to me, and that's why it bothers me. Like it's not that he's an eighty nine or something like that where he's drawing. He's he's substantially lower than a four four star, and it's like I don't get what you're com- where you're coming at with this. Yeah, I love this comment here. Um, it's the, from Darren. The size and athleticism of the DB recruits. It's just a difference maker. It's a massive upgrade. So it's it stands out very much on film. Mm-hmm. It's so true. You, go back and look at just Highland. Just I think you have a show coming up on this, but go back and just look at the last fifteen years of DB recruiting and look at the types of guys we get. It's not even that they're bad players, like the Antonio Finellas types and the, mm-hmm. the the Devin Smith types. It's not, but they don't look like the Xavier Lucas types no. or the Jay Harper types or nope. Remington Moss in next year's class. They don't look like those guys. Yeah, I, it's you're. It's yeah. hands down. It's not close. Uh, Robert's um, interception all year should be a four star. I agree. Um, a couple questions on here with Rob Booker. Will he flip back? I, I've I've been relatively confident in it, but I don't know. I don't yeah. know for sure. We'll see. He's he's I believe at three forty five Wisconsin time committing. There's a possibility there. Um, somebody threw up Cam Dooley leans Wisconsin. Well, I, 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 he commi- he committed he committed to Kentucky. I don't know if he actually signed. But I know he committed, so I guess we'll hear there. I don't think I, – I would say he's probably going to Kentucky unless we actually see it. Um, Williams is hey. finally got a live show. Oh, do you got to go? Yeah, I got to go. But thanks for having me on, man. See you, Justin. Later, guys. Good. All right, we're, just, we're not going to go too much longer here anyway, guys, because I got a bunch more content coming up today. I got player-specific shows coming out. Um, I wanted to make sure people signed before I released them. That would have been awkward, right? Release like a Xavier Lucas player-specific show, and then he doesn't sign. I guess I would have got Miami clicks. I don't know. Uh, William Schweigel says, finally cut a live show. How can I know when you're going live? I don't do a great job, man. First of all, thank you for catching the show. I don't do a great job of letting people know when I go live. Uh, Robert Sorson says it. Not even Ryan knows when he's, he's going live. I sometimes know. Um, I will do a, I need to do a better job at that, though. I, I do appreciate everybody coming. Everybody's showing love to the show. We have 430 people in the chat right now, which is incredible. Badger fans are the best, and you guys – Letting me do this, letting me come up here and talk in front of you guys. It's so awesome. So thank you for that. Like I said, there are a bunch of con there's a bunch of content coming up. I think I got Grant's tech coming on still. I do tentatively have Pat Lambert uh kind of signed up. So we're gonna be able to and again, we're gonna be able to open that up to you guys. That's the whole point of this show, is it's not a journalist thing, it's a fan thing. And it the community, we can get together and ask questions that we we want to ask and we want to get answers to. So I'm excited about that one. Gray Wrench Mod says, can I get a shout-out? Dude, absolutely. Like, everybody that wants a shout-out gets a shout-out, man. Um, so there was a question. Who Early playing time guys in this class. And, again, I could talk on and on about this class. I really like it. 
early playing time, guys. Who do we think is potentially going to play early out of this class? Uh, throw it in the chat. To me, I think there's a couple guys, obviously. I, there's room in the secondary. And when you look at the type of guys that are coming in, Agard and Lucas, both of those guys are, especially Agard. Agard is so technically, technically sound. He understands the game so well. Anticipatory skills are really good. Ball skills are really good. Understands different types of coverages. He could play right away. And there's a bit of an opening in the slot corner position. You look, well, there's openings in the boundary in the slot, but Maitre's gone. Like, that's an area where a guy like Agard can come in and play right away or at least get in the two deep. I think he will be in the two deep. Uh, Grant Steck is one that's obvious to me. He's, you know, if you go look at Grant Steck's listed weight, go to Rivals or 247 and look at Steck's listed weight. It's like 225. I can tell you from talking to him, he's 6'6", 250 now, and he got faster. Like, so if you're coming in at 6'6", 250, that's bigger than Tucker Ashcraft came in, and Tucker Ashcraft played right away. Now, the tight end position was, wasn't was very deep, uh, but Steck is a higher caliber of athlete than Ashcraft, and he's bigger coming in, so I think he could play right away. One or two of the running backs is playing right away. I think it's going to be – I think Dylan is going to slot ahead of Dupree. I think he's just a better natural runner, but one or two of those guys are going to play right away. Kyan could play right away. Ernest Willer could play right away. It's hard for defense alignment. Um, so I'm thinking five, maybe – Maybe five or six could play right away next year. I think this class is that good. All right, let me bang out some comments here because, again, that is the point of this. Um, let me go back up here. Mike Witt says Dupree is going to start sometime next year. Book it. It wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me. Like, he's really good. Now, I think Dylan is better. I think Dylan is more likely to be your workhorse type guy. And then um, Dupree is kind of your third down X factor, catching the ball in space, making people miss. I think he's more of that type of guy. But I think they can both play. Don't, I'm telling you right now, do not write off Gideon Atuka. He is physically ready. He's as physically mature as those, those other two guys. He's a bowling ball on wheels. And there's a reason the staff took him when they did. I've said this several times, but I'm trying to, without exactly saying what I've been told, the staff really likes him. So do not write out Atuka for playing time next year either. Um, Got Willer, it's huge. That's from Brian Shetty. Ryan Robbins says Willer will start next year. It's possible. I mean, look look at the defense line. Like, there's not a lot there that if you're coming in as a a mid four star defense lineman that's already 265 pounds, like that. Yeah, there's room for playing time. Um, start maybe, maybe not. It's really tough as a as a true freshman, but it's it's definitely possible. Donnie Hayes says Willer, Steck, Dylan, and Jones. Yeah, I think I think those are all good good uh, good guesses for early playing time. Again, I would add one of the corners in there. I would definitely I, – I'd be surprised if Agard isn't in the 2D. Lucas is more of a wild card. I think technically he probably needs a little more work than Agard. Yeah, remember, Agard has been schooled from a very young age. He talked about it when he came on the show, but the film backs it up. Brian Smith talks about it. He is a incredibly technically advanced cornerback with good physical skills. He's just not tall. That's perfect for the slot. Like, he could come in and compete right away at the slot spot next year. Right away. Like physically and from a technical standpoint, he's going to be mature enough to do it. He's played high-level competition. He's a three-time state champion. He's got winning in his blood. I liked him a lot when I talked to him. Like he's got a good head on his shoulders. Yeah, I think he could play right away next year. Darian Wyman says early players, Lucas, Agard, Willer, and two of the three running backs. I think it's a good list. Jay Broder says, loved your interviews with the Philly cornerback and the Illinois defense alignment. Yeah, that's Dylan and um, Agard. Both are, both are great dudes. Um, I didn't get as much time with Dylan as I had hoped, but uh, he was he's a great dude. I think he's going to be really good for Wisconsin too. Uh, this is from Mitch Ames talking about um, Mandel. 
is big enough. It's so hard for a freshman offensive lineman. Mandela is like 320 pounds and he's incredible drive, like a really good leverage a wrestler. Like he could play. I just, well, I'll never bet on a freshman lineman playing. All right, let, let's pause it there. Cause I don't want to go on and on. I just kind of want to talk about Willer. I wanted to be live when Willer got here. I wanted to just touch base with y'all a little bit on signing day. There is a ton of content coming up. I have kind of individual little prospect videos of each player along with Brian Smith's thoughts on them, uh, their offer list, all that kind of stuff. So that's coming up plus interviews with other players. So on Wisconsin, the big takeaways here, guys, the big takeaways, they kept Xavier Lucas. That is a massive recruiting win. Like the, uh, the Titanic, no, I don't want to use Titanic. It's a tank sink. The, the luxury liner of recruiting wins. Like that is an enormous win to fend off Miami for a cornerback, a Florida cornerback with 6'1 and, and, and track speed. Like that's an NFL type of cornerback. It's, I just can't say it enough. It is an enormous win. And that's the win Wisconsin doesn't normally get. Um, and then you, you get a guy like Ernest Willard Jr. Again, a guy Wisconsin doesn't normally get. You kept the rest of the guys. You get the running backs in the fold. This is a great first class for Luke Fickle. The one thing I'll say is now they have to stack it, right? And they have to do better, quite frankly. They have to take what they did this year and do a little better next year and then do a little better the year after because you're not going to win titles if you stacked classes ranked 20th. you got to start getting a top 15 class. That's the only way – unless you hit quarterback recruiting out of the park, the only way you're going to do it is if you stack top 15-ish classes. So this is a great first start. It's a great first step. It can't be the high water or the the high weather mark. Anyway, on Wisconsin, a bunch more content coming up. Thank you all for joining in. We're going to talk a ton today. Let's go.